Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for ovens when you're waking, baking. You know how foreign parents be with, like, oh, you're not gonna turn the AC on until later at night. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. <laughs> back up in this bitch. My bad. We was going to use that take anyway. Yeah, I just Fuck. completely fucked up the word podcast. And like, I, this nigga started laughing, which made me laugh the second time. So, you no, know. listen, let me just say this. We're going on 200 episodes, and this nigga's over here fucking up on the word podcast. <laughs> Big facts. I should, tell Big you, facts. I should tell you what kind of podcast we are. But you know what? We the realest motherfuckers out here. Gang, gang. That's all that mean. The fact that we're going to leave this joint in there, too. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Leave this joint in there. Like a bad decision last night. You know what I mean? so, Facts hey. like shit, bro. Hey, here we are, though, man. But yeah, we back with another episode this week, man. Um, we're hitting y'all with another regular episode. We're going to talk about a couple things here and there. Um, next week, we are going to have the uh, 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 Pusha T. Uh, what is it? It's, uh, it's, it's always dry or it's never dry or something like that. I forgot what it's called. It's, uh, it's almost dry. I there think you go. It's called. The new joint is uh, almost dry. The new Pusha T album. Um, that we are uh, reviewing with a special guest as well. Yes, sir. So we're looking forward to that. But until then, we're going to hit y'all with a little good, you know what I mean, right there. The good old-fashioned, as I like to call it. You know what I mean? We're going to hit y'all with a regular episode. You're, you're... I, figure we, I figure we start this off on a good note because we're better. I mean, you always got to start show off on a good note. You don't want to start off on a bad, you know, bad note, bad energy, whatever. I got you. I got you. But I want to cut in on that just saying that this oh. is episode 195. So oh. we five episodes until we get to 200. So again, we want to hear from everybody. We want to know what y'all want us to talk about. If there's anything y'all want us to listen to, check out any, any yes, things sir. that y'all want us to read on air or anything like that, you know, just hit us up, let us know what it is so we can get it prepared. We got five episodes left, uh, makes a little yeah. bit of extra work for us, but we enjoy it because again, special, special occasion and we want to hear from people more. So absolutely remember that. All right. Yeah, yeah, again, y'all let us know anything that I want us to talk about. If y'all have an idea, yeah, maybe I want us to do some kind of list or anything of that nature. Just let us know uh, what you guys want to hear for the uh, 200 episode. Or if y'all just want to hear a regular us just talking whatever about random shit. Y'all let us know what y'all like, what y'all want to hear. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the 200 episode, like you said, is going to be a special occasion for us. Yes, sir. You know, we've been doing this for, I don't even know how many years now, maybe five, going on five years six now. Six years, something like six that. years. Six years. So, you know what I mean? It's definitely been a good journey, and we want to definitely uh, have y'all rock with us on a 200 episode. So, y'all let us know yes. what y'all trying to hear, definitely, and uh, stay tuned for that, for sure. For sure, for sure. But but to add, to go on top of, because that was good news, and to go on top of more good news, let's start it off with my man Top, also known as NBA Youngboy, also, also known as the 3%, and by that I mean the 3% that beat the feds, y'all. There you go. You know what I mean? That should be his new nickname, his new alias, the 3%, because this nigga was part of it yesterday, I believe, is when this happened. Um, and pretty much, for those of y'all that don't know, <clears throat> he was facing a gun charge um, in California, and he was also facing, I think, like a raid from police or something like that. But essentially, he dipped from the police, he ran from them, he got out the car, dipped the car, and police allegedly found a gun in the car. Mm. <clears throat> now, I, I don't know word for word what the details are of this. I don't know if he was the only person in the car, but they were trying to pin it on NBA Youngboy. So, long story short, he didn't take the plea deal. He fought the case. And here we now, here we are uh, with him being found innocent of all this shit. Now, honestly, you know, kudos to his lawyer team, because obviously I'm sure I'm sure that um, the reason that this was won was because of some kind of technicality or whatever, you know what I mean, and 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 that's the thing about uh, the law system, the law system that I guess we could talk about maybe a, a different episode or a different day to, yeah. about how how if you really think about it, regardless if it works out for you or not, how unjust the justice system really is. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And in the regards that like um, they don't really care if you really did or didn't do something, if you could help them out, you know they'll like mm. even if you kill somebody or well maybe not if you kill somebody, but if you did a lot of shit. Uh, they'll definitely cut your time down just so you can 
help them more, more and more or whatever. So essentially, they don't really give a fuck about what's going on. But again, different uh, episode conversation <laughs> right there. I feel like Big that facts. would take a long time to talk. Yeah, that, that would be a whole episode itself for real. But nonetheless, um, it worked out in uh, NBA Youngboy's favor here. Like I said, uh, I'm not 100% sure of the details, but I'm happy to see that he was able to beat this case. If I'm not mistaken, he still has another case to beat, I believe, uh, that he's facing. Hmm. Uh, okay. But, hey, if if his lawyer team could cook up this W, man, I'd feel pretty good if I was him. True. Maybe it's state charges since it was in California. You might be right. So, it might not be a Fed charge. You're right. True, and, but I mean, and, and I mean, they probably. I don't know why they would have brought him up on a Fed charge. Honestly, I mean, I don't know. You know, I, like again, I don't know the legal system. But yeah. if there's another charge that he's on, it would make sense that it would be the state of California since that's where it happened at. But still, but this last joint was a, a for sure a federal charge. Yeah, and uh, and and it was in the state of California too. So I mean, I, oh, okay. I'm not, again, I I don't, I don't know what. Is the requirement for something being a Fed case? Yeah, I, I don't know case. either. So, again, we're not really uh, the the best people to give their, uh, <laughs> any educated. kind of legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but nonetheless, just from what we think, um, I mean, we're, we're not too sure about exactly what he's facing. But again, he has a strong lawyer team from the looks of things. Yep. He beat the Fed case, which is the harder one to beat, I would assume. Big facts and. Uh, and I don't know. I, again, I, I'd feel pretty comfortable as I was him. Uh, I don't know if you've seen yesterday, but there was a bunch of younger uh, young boy fans outside of the uh, the courthouse where I'm, he was I, being. I'm really not surprised. I'm really then, not surprised these days. Let me let me just say this: when we're done recording, I'm gonna try to send you a clip of that. And and it honestly <laughs> is insane how um, how dedicated his fan base is. It, it has to be up there with the barbs and okay. You know, uh, the Beehive and any other uh, uh, fan base I'm forgetting about. Please don't kill us. <laughs> no bull. All right. Best. Yeah, definitely send me that. I would I would definitely want to check that out because, I mean, yeah. I knew he was a very popular artist, but I didn't think it would be like that with his fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, But, I mean, right. like the fan, fandom these days is a whole other thing. Like, there was fandom yeah. back in the day when, when I was younger, you know, for whatever artists and stuff like that. But, like, fandom is just completely wild and crazy these days, man. It's, the shit is it's just like you never think that some shit is going to happen for a certain artist, and then it happens. And it's like, wow, these motherfuckers got swarmed and basically stung on like they were Beyonce fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> you, you what can't, you just don't know what, whatever art is now. Wouldn't you say that um, more than anything, it's just more artists with this amount of star power? Because Michael Jackson and, and Prince are people that you could argue had this kind of uh, fandom. That is right? very true. The only difference is that we, like, we were well aware that you know Michael Jackson, Prince, you know, you know, past other past artists were like. You know, uh, I don't want to say universal because, you know, obviously you're talking about universe and space and all this. But like, you know, all around the globe, all around Earth, everyone knew who the (laughs) fuck they were. Right. Right. I would say maybe that's the reason that it equals to what happens now, because, again, as we say, the Internet brings everyone together, makes the world a lot smaller. So Mm. you're now you're more connected with all of the fans versus just the ones that are showing up at whatever event, concert, you know, meeting. One hundred percent. So because. it's like, it's like, t- it's like t- take what Michael Jackson and Prince had all around the globe and multiply yep. it by like four or five. And then now yeah. you've got what these motherfuckers have nowadays, the young niggas. Now, nah, you, you're right, because back then, the only time you would probably run into somebody who's as big of a fan as X, Y and Z group as you are would be if you go to a concert. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or if you or if you just so happen to meet somebody who likes them, which, you know, a lot of times, unless it's like a super you know, popular artist. It's it's hard to find somebody that really fucks with you know a certain group as as much as you do if you're a big fan. Exactly. But now, um, with, like you said, with social media, with the internet, with blog sites, with all kinds of things, um, you know, uh, I feel like it's a lot easier for people to connect with people who have the same passion that they do for uh, X, Y, and Z artists. So yep. I feel like you know it, it's a good thing, and also it could lead to it being a very toxic thing, as we see. With a lot of these uh, fan different fandoms across yeah. the globe, so. yeah, yeah, because it doesn't matter whether it's like you know you're a young boy fan, Beyonce fan, shit. You could be a Marvel Studios fan, you could be a fucking Dragon Ball fan, whatever it is. Motherfuckers will ride hard for whatever it is, and then whatever it is that 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 person or that thing comes out with, they will be intensely protective about. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To the point sure. where motherfuckers will want to fight you over the smallest critique of anything. Bruh, man, I don't even know where to start with that. I'm not <laughs> even going to start because I'm afraid. Yeah. But, uh, and I, I, I say I, that not only as a music fan, but again, as a fucking, like, and I, a self-proclaimed nerd, when I listen to different people talk about, like, Marvel shit or compared to comics and everything, they, they just go too hard on it. And I'm like, yo, y'all are not allowing yourselves, like, actually ability to enjoy this stuff or y'all are not allowing yourselves to clearly think about how good this movie actually was because you're just so excited to have it out you know it's on both camps for everyone and everything so it's just kind of like it it gets outrageously ridiculous to extreme levels oh okay so all right we're both i would say in in strong fandoms of our own i feel like yes correct me if i'm wrong here but you uh comic books specifically mm-hmm. um maybe marvel or or what would you say is your specific niche i guess in well my specific niche in marvel comics would be x-men, X-Men. yeah for sure so 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 something like an x-men convention or something like that might be something up your alley right oh for sure for sure right so all right so for me i am a very big tennessee titans fan i've gone to tennessee multiple times to mm-hmm. see them play to see them lose might i add you but uh nonetheless we've been a shitty team but i've still <laughs> You know, I, I understand and you understand mm-hmm. what it is to feel passionate enough to go hard mm-hmm. for what you like. Nigga, DC um, United, that's all I got to say. What? Oh, man, <laughs> what? Listen, bro. Listen, y'all. If if any of our listeners are from the DC area and you're were born before 95, no, before 93, for real, 94 and before, right? Mm-hmm. Dog, tell me there was anything like the 96 97 or i think 97 98 99 like the early years of mls yes. when dc united was playing dog was that was man and, and and i hope it's really not mandela effect working it's overtime going on right no now. they were the best team in the league they had we had the most championships um in the league up until like I want to say like four years ago when LA like finally got like one one up on us, but it's like yeah we were a powerhouse when the jump first started and we just like consistently gone down. I mean I spent I mean I had the next best thing the season tickets. I was like part of the Bada Brava one of the supporters group, so I got discounted oh, tickets. Yeah. I go to like weekday games after work. I go to week every weekend game. We tailgating for like two three hours, grilling and drinking before the game and everything. Had a, had a great time, but you know how, how much money I spent in that damn stadium when the motherfuckers was losing consistently. So. Like it would be oh, nice. Yeah. It would be nice to see them win more, and I I feel better about spending my money because to see them win. But you know, like when you when you lo- again when you love something and you're that passionate about something, and uh, sports teams are the <laughs> probably the illest cause of this. Uh, you will go for them no- hard as shit, no matter how good they're doing, how bad they're doing. That's still your squad. Well, motherfucking fandoms, we all definitely like like we just definitely spoke about you know the whole DC United thing, the whole Bada Brava thing. You know, we've all been part of fandoms, but again, just to bring it back to the whole young boy thing, mm-hmm. um, we don't see this like as you know. Well, I guess we kind of do, but it's just you know, it, it's it's different because you know, I feel like being a fan of a team, it gives you some kind of excitement for a reason because you see, you know, you become excited with the team, you see them win. But for artists, I don't really understand as passionate as people feel for artists. I mean, I get being a fan because. You and I and and any real music uh, aficionado is definitely a fan of artists, but to the point where people are, it's kind of, again, kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, I couldn't imagine like getting online and like arguing with somebody about even Mary J. Blige. Like, I'm just like, you know what? Because I mean, it's not worth it to me. Like, why get online and argue with somebody I don't know about something that, in essence, really doesn't matter? <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's literally the. Um the main component of it is that it really doesn't even matter. This yep. is a person that this is a stranger. This is even less than a stranger for being honest. Mm-hmm. Like it's less than a stranger because you're not even in front of them. This is a person that's across who, who knows where, and uh, they're giving an opinion without needing to do anything about it. I don't know. It's just really a dumb thing to do. If you think about it. Hey, I agree with you a hundred percent. I always say, I feel like um, arguing on it. Like you, you have a better, uh, it's better to argue with yourself looking in the mirror than to argue with motherfuckers on the internet because it's like, what the fuck, dog? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, speak. Uh, let's uh, get speaking about. Uh, I mean, I don't even know why I said that because we weren't even speaking about being a nigga, but you know, 
talking nah, about talking about niggas being I, niggas. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you, what you meant to say is going from good news to bad news. There you go, no. going from good news to bad news. We go from niggas doing good shit to niggas fucking up. And yep. um, king of the niggas fucking up right now probably has to be uh, Kodak Black. Has to be. Uh, this man was arrested in Florida with thirty-one oxycodone pills and oh over fifty k in cash in the car. And my thing is, didn't. I, like I said to you before the show, didn't they tell his ass to stay the fuck out of Florida? Isn't that what the judge said? <laughs> that I'm not 100% sure, but I wouldn't doubt that that's some, an uh, a stipulation of his release, I'm sure. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, he fucking did it. And, <laughs> and here we are again talking about this shit, here unfortunately. Here we are again. Like, like, like we're, we're, we're laughing in the sense that it's kind of comical that it happens so much, but it really is to the point where it's kind of sad that somebody who is in such a position to uh to not have to be in these kind of positions mm-hmm. um to, to to still put themselves in these now again i feel like um you know it, it's a lot more than just him being well actually no it revolves around just him being ignorant to the sense of him this is all he grew up around um and, and, and you know this is where i feel like you know you could look at kodak and be like oh what the fuck why won't he ever learn but at the same time you know i'm sure you, the, the saying exists for a reason. Like, you can take a nigga out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the nigga, dog. Let me like, tell you, that's just... This has been the third time, probably not the third time, but the third of big, third big arrest that I remember from Kodak. The first one, they let him off kind of easy, and the judge was mm-hmm. like, you're, 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 the things that set you off to do dumb shit are in Florida. Get the fuck out of Florida. That's why he apparently mm-hmm. moved to California, right? Then he goes up gets arrested for going accidentally into Canada and coming back and having guns and drugs in the bus, on the tour bus. Yep. Now, this motherfucker basically <clears throat> had to get a presidential pardon to get the fuck out of jail because he was you yeah. was going to sit for a while. I mean, come on, let's... Doug, this is your second, like, federal offense. Like, you're, you're a felon that already... You shouldn't be having guns and shit. You shouldn't be around drugs and shit. And yet here you are coming across the Canadian border with a bus full of both. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's lucky Trump got his ass to fuck about it there for that, for however much that cost him. We don't know. Right. Allegedly, we don't know. But I know it did because we, oh, yeah. we, we know how this works. Of now, course. this is the third time that this nigga has ended up in jail, locked up because of drugs. Mm. And I guess he says, okay, at least it wasn't guns this time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. But I mean, like, true, but... this one is probably yeah. going to stick because I mean, like, <laughs> who's going to get the fuck? Who's going? Who's going to even try and get you out of jail now when this is the third time that you've done some fuck shit to get you in jail? Like, no one is no at this point. Who's going to be like, oh, poor free Kodak? <laughs> blah blah. No, Kodak put himself in these positions every time. Like, I really, I, honestly, I don't feel sorry I, for him. I feel like he was lucky as fuck to get out the fr- uh, the second time. I will say though that uh, I just feel like the fact, and I think you slightly pointed out this that um that it's not he didn't get caught with a gun. Mm-hmm. This isn't a, a violent offense necessarily. Yeah. So in that regard, I guess it's a slightly better thing. A than, little teeny know, bit, like you know. you know what I mean. Like it's something for it's at least something for his lawyer to work on, work with. I yeah. Say. Yeah. So um you know I I think in that for that reason I think uh, we might somehow see this him also beat this again um but look man i don't know who's around kodak he has to have some kind of older guys ogs from his neighborhood like i don't understand why there's somebody who isn't making sure that he moves right like there's other artists that come from the hood just like kodak Mm -hmm. that are not getting arrested every uh you know so often months now granted is it a possibility that he's being harassed by police it is a possibility targeted it is but again if that's the case then don't go to fucking florida you know what i mean or ride because, clean <laughs> or ride clean you're right because i'm gonna be honest with you dog like fuck it if you want to have x and y z amount of drugs on you nigga why don't you give it to the other person in the other car and you just get it from him when you get there there you go like like it's it's that simple and again I've always thought to be a very careful person in the sense that, don't get me wrong, I, I'll be wilding out sometimes too, but it'll be like calculated wilding out, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I feel like motherfuckers just be wilding out and they don't care because it's like, dog, why are you riding around with 30 perks on you? Yo, I mean. You know what I mean? Like, like, like 
it doesn't make any sense to, especially in a car, like you're going somewhere. I would imagine that you'll get there in, in a certain amount of time. I don't think, I mean, I don't, I've never fucked with perks, but I don't think you need 30 oh, perks. Oxys, Oxys, not, not perks, Oxys. Okay, my bad, Oxys. I don't think, I don't think you would need uh 30 Oxys on a car ride. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Exactly. So I, I really just don't understand why he would put himself in that position, like you said. Um, but hey, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, it really sucks now because, like I said, he he really did get lucky with the whole uh, Trump pardon thing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm, it, you could argue that they're going to try to throw the book at him now because of how much he's gotten pardoned. I mean, he literally I mean, got pardoned. He got, well, I mean, he got pardoned, but I mean, they could, I feel like, and again, I'm not a legal scholar. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about, but I'm pretty sure that like when you come back in front of whatever judge, Again, they can look at your past record. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. And they could definitely probably hold that against him, whether he got pardoned or not. I don't know if it works that way. I I don't know. But, I mean, still, I'm pretty sure his rap sheet is enough for them to look at and be like, okay, like, this was a year ago. You got arrested. Or this was, like, two years ago. You got arrested for but pardoned. Here's, like, you know, four years ago. You got arrested for X amount of time but got out and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, who knows what they're going to do with this man at this point. I mean, like... It's not like, at, at least, like, again, you're lucky, you said he's lucky that he didn't have guns and shit, so he's not yeah. on, like, that menace to the society type shit right now. Yep. Because yep. if he had had a gun, oh, they would have locked his ass up, because that would have been three times with a gun. I mean. Yeah, no, for sure. <clears throat> and, you know, <clears throat> don't get me wrong, I've, I, I'll smoke in my car, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, yeah. I'll drive around or whatever, like, on a road trip or something like that. But I'm somebody who, I like, I feel like if you're going to do something like that, be calculated about it. Like, don't have the whole fucking ounce bag in your car. Yep. You know what I mean? Just riding around crazy with it. Like, that. that's just hot. Mm-hmm. Unnecessarily riding around hot. And I feel like a lot of these rappers, because, you know, they have millions and millions of dollars, because everybody tells them yes, because all this and the third, they feel like they could do whatever they want and none of that shit's going to matter. But again, unfortunately, when you see situations like this, bro, you see that this shit does matter because now... You know, again, it's look, it's not looking good for Kodak. You know Mm-mm. what I mean? And, and and to echo what you just said, you know, I'm not a I'm not a a, a law scholar of, of any sort, but just based off of simple addition, one plus two, or or, or one plus one plus one equals three, mm-hmm. and this is his third, like you said, big case in this case. And I don't know, man. I, I really hope that you know, for one, that he doesn't have to go to jail for this, and two, most importantly, that he could learn to not be in these positions anymore because like you said you know it comes to a certain point where people aren't gonna give you the benefit of the doubt anymore because they already gave it to you exactly. multiple times so you know what i mean you can you can't really call the uh the um the like you know uh the victim card at that point because at that point, you've already used it up too many times and you know at that point people aren't gonna really fuck with that so. basically they man come on uh you ain't uh, come on come on yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. You know, you could only you could only pull what I just said, which is that, you know, his environment made him into who he is for so many for so uh, for so long, because there's people who have way less opportunity that, than Kodak that mm-hmm. are able to turn their life around. Uh, and, and, and he's making millions and millions of dollars and isn't able to stay out of trouble is. Yeah, it's, it's a little concern. You're right. You're right. So I found this and I liked it because of you. Right I know back, you're the right resident uh, Max B expert in the house, and you know uh, uh, I don't gang. I don't know much about Max B, but I know about DJ Drama, uh, the mm-hmm. whole Gangsta Grills life. Everybody knows about yep. that. If you are yep, if you yep. are a mixtape aficionado back in the sure. day, you know about the Gangsta Grills. Every let's put it this way: if you were popping from like 2004 to 2009, you oh. had a Gangsta Grills mixtape. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, Gangsta Grills mixtape. Oh yeah, For even sure. even like, like, like uh, Asher Ross had one. Rap, it was good too. Yeah, Ash- yeah, no, duh, uh, Childish Gambino had one mm-hmm. at, at one point. Uh, it, it, it's definitely a staple in Atlanta rap, I feel. Yeah, and he found a way to take non-conventional rappers and still mm. bring that out of them while still letting them ride in their lane, which is yeah. which was a phenomenal for me. I, I didn't even think that that would work like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like before that, when you heard mixtapes, I think New York. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, straight up. I think... I think, you know, New York, I think, you know, uh, just, I don't know, just just New York artists in general, Clue mixtapes, you know, shit like that, K-Slay, 
shit like that mm-hmm. is usually what comes to mind. And I don't know. I just feel like DJ Drama brought that to the South. The he, same kind of energy. The same. I don't. I don't know if it's the same formula per se, but very close or very similar uh, energy that that the New York oh, scene fact, brought. Yo, because that fucking um, Lil Wayne Gangsta Grills, bruh. Dad, oh, yeah, dad sure. John was fire, and it was in okay. We we getting off topic anyway. Um, hey, no so, bullshit. <laughs> I just want to say one more thing. That uh, him and Gucci Man is, is again uh, legendary stuff. Uh, Bird Print, I think, is a, a Gangsta Grills uh, mixtape series. So another classic one. So definitely, if if you're younger or if you just never heard uh, of a DJ drama Gangsta Grills mixtape, go. If if I would recommend anything, uh, Lil Wayne, yes, yes, but also Gucci Man Gangsta uh, Gangsta Grills is crazy. Facts. But so DJ Drama said that he wants to finish Max B's Gangsta's Grills mixtape. Apparently, they started before Max B went away. So I think yeah. that would be a great idea, and I think it would be a good reintroduction of both of these artists into the lexicon of the hip hop world. Because again, yeah. I don't know much about Max B. I've only listened to, um, I think I've only heard two songs where he was featured on it, and I think those were like your choices for like album reviews. So yes. I would love to see what this artist that you hold in such high regard comes with on a Gangsta Grills mixtape. Yeah, another thing that um, I'm not sure exactly how he's been able to do this, but he actually um, he released a couple. He released a project. Um, he's released from jail, so and, and they oh, don't word. sound like and they don't sound like they're recorded through a phone. I don't know how they do it, but it um, it's 100% new Max B because he's been in there for over t- you know for over a decade now. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's been working. Um, I think one of the things about Max B, all right. All right. I don't know any other way to explain this other than I feel like he has like a certain raw talent that you can't really point out specifically. Like I wouldn't say specifically he's the best singer cause he's not, mm-hmm. but he just has like a certain, like, like, a, like a it factor. You know what I mean? Like, okay. cause there's certain, there's certain artists that aren't the best singers. They aren't the best writers, but they they have like a presence, you know, combined with everything else that they do that I feel like makes them into who they are. And I think that Max B is one of those guys that like, you know, if you hear him sing, he's not the best singer per se. But I feel like during that time, he definitely revolutionized uh, the singing, rapping type of thing, because uh, I feel like the whole multiple layers of his voice thing hmm. just kind of uh, I really do feel like if. And I would have to gather like a bunch of his songs up because I don't know them all off the top of my head. But I do feel like he had he was a very uh, influential artist as far as how that kind of is the norm now that, you know, rappers sing their hooks. Yeah. He, he, he sang all his hooks. He sang all his hooks. OK. So, um, again, you know, I know you're not necessarily the biggest fan of that. I know there's a lot of people out there that would love it for uh, R&B artists to sing hooks as opposed to rappers. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, Max B., like I said, a, a pioneer in my opinion of that genre of that lane, uh, and yeah, I can't I can't wait for him to come out, man. Um, I would love to see that happen with him and DJ Drama. I'm sure that a lot of other people are gonna probably want to work with him. Um, a lot of throughout the years, uh, they've shown Max B a lot of love. Uh, I know Kanye West even showed him love in his not not his last album, but the, the album before that, the uh, Pablo album. Okay, he ha- he has a skit on his on his album because I think. Um, the whole wave thing is Max B. Like that was he, he kind of invented that whole shit, and like niggas have been saying it. Kanye said it, and then um, everybody was saying, "Yo, Max B was the originator of the whole, you know, calling shit the wave or whatever." Like just whatever. At least in, in the rap uh, uh, point of things, and that's when Kanye West, whatever, you know, reached out to him, put him on the album or whatever. But I say all that to say he's an influential motherfucker, man. Can't wait for him to get out. Can't wait to hear what he brings out, man. And I'm excited about that. All right. I'm excited about it, too. You got me excited about it. <laughs> Tell you, man. All right. No. So I wanted to bring up the thing about what do you think about rappers like actually like growing up and like changing their like not changing their style of music, but, you know, just changing what they what they rap about i guess you want to say as they get older and it being like a little more sophisticated and stuff like that because ti recently and we we've always heard everybody come out and say oh you know jay-z grown man rap blah 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 uh mm-hmm. we hear that from about nas now also now like ti yep, is yep, saying yep. yeah you know i've i've outgrown my early raps 
from yep. you know from trap music and all that other shit like he's like i'm just not that person anymore i was like but i mean we see a lot of artists that i feel like they try and defy that you know what i'm saying like they they are getting older yeah, for sure. but they really don't change up and in like any more sophisticated style raps it's still the gangster gutter shit blah 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 now i, I want to get your take because you already know what my take on it is i would love to see everybody mature in their music as they get older because you should not still be talking about shooting niggas in the gutter when you like 60 years old and shit you know what i'm saying but what's what's for your sure. what's your thought on it all right so i would have normally quote joe budden uh, <laughs> but but i i think one of the greatest things he said is uh his uh critique of of styles p because mm-hmm. i think uh they were during a, during one of the joe budden episodes i want to say they were talking about a recent uh and this was like a year or two ago maybe even longer than that uh they were talking about um a, a recent styles p uh mixtape slash ep slash album that he put out and uh one of the things that he said about styles p and again this is what i think this is i feel like a word that encompasses everything that you just said is aging gracefully in rap mm-hmm. and when i heard him say that shit i was like yo that is one of the best things that's ever come out of this nigga's mouth because <laughs> i feel like when you think about rappers like everybody you just mentioned nas jay-z styles p mm-hmm. um and, and 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 you know just this just this uh i guess stay on styles p for a little bit he's somebody that when he was a gangster rapper like in his prime his whole thing was i'm the hardest out a- aka i'm gonna talk about the grimiest shit you could think of that nigga has a song called kill that f word you know what i mean mm-hmm. so he was on some shit now again i say that to say that now or, or okay let me take a step back even back then he would always include a lot of introspective music in his in his in his uh in his pr- uh projects he did uh, albums Cause he had one that was introspective, where he was remember he was having the conversation between him, his knife, and his gun. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was a very sure. introspective song, but it was the most ghettoest get- introspective song I've ever heard. But it was still vicious as fuck. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, not only that, but he he also has a, a little less ignorant uh songs that he doesn't talk about uh guns and knives and shit like mm-hmm. that. Um, he has a lot of black empowerment yep. uh, anthems. Yep. I would say. I think uh the song is called "I'm Black." I think it's with it might be with Tyler Quali, I, I want to say. But um, again, he, 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 and again, these are songs that he's always had in his catalog. But um, being him, I guess, at a younger age for Styles P at the time, his main music was the gangster shit, you know what I mean? And one thing I realized, again, with listening to a lot of his projects in the last three, four, five years is that his content is a little different, mm-hmm. you know, because for him, he humble like don't get me wrong. There's some things that he'll still he'll still say some shit like I still I still kill a nigga if he mess with, with mine or something like that. But he'll also follow that line by saying, "But I rather keep the peace," or you know something along those lines. So again, um, you know Styles P, I think is a, is a perfect example yeah. of a of a rapper aging gracefully. Uh, we again, you mentioned Style uh, Jay Z, mm-hmm. Nas, mm-hmm. Jay Z with the four 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 album. Nas with the King's Disease series that he's been putting out, revitalizing his career, uh, winning Grammys, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like all all kinds of crazy shit uh, that he was able to do. How? By su- switching up his shit, his, his, what he's rapping about. Why? Because, dog, the reality of it is you it, people, your music is more genuine. People feel the genuineness of it when it's really what you're living. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and, and these motherfuckers is not having to do all this crazy shit right now. You know what I mean? They're... They're, which is why I feel like an album like 444 was so successful for Jay-Z was because people saw a very human-esque side to him. Mm-hmm. You know, because before that, all we saw was this machine that we thought Jay-Z was, you know, him being the head of Rockefeller, the, you know, the head of, you know, uh, fucking everything. Of, of from, gangsta, from gangsta in the streets to running the street's most popular record label to yeah. to now being just yeah. a father, a grown-ass yeah. nigga. <laughs> Nigga, embarrassing his daughter at basketball games. I don't know if you've seen that video. Young, they embarrassed that child everywhere. You should have seen the way that they looked at, at, she looked at them at the motherfucking Grammy Awards, yo. There was this picture and she's just looking at them like, what the fuck? <laughs> did, did you see though where, uh, where, where him, her and Jay-Z were at the basketball game? They took a picture of her and Jay-Z was being like the cringy dad. He was like, oh, come on. And then she was like, oh, stop. <laughs> them kids, it, it's man. Just, it's, it's just funny as shit again. 
uh, to see Jay Z in this role. I'm glad, like, I'm glad that he, somebody, one of the more successful uh, figures in hip hop, is able to have time to just be a dad. Yeah, for one. and is not you afraid I mean? to just show it, like you know, and not afraid to show it. And again, I think that's really important, you know, in, in the black and brown community specifically. Um, so again, uh, I think. He's another example of somebody aging gracefully. He got the uh, he got the crazy uh, or, or just the hairstyle just completely changed for him. You know, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He, he's out here. <laughs> he he's out, out here, man. For real, for real. Um, but 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 I think you were saying about uh, you were mentioning all of this because Ti said uh, about yeah he said he said subject, he, right? I outgrew my my early raps. Yeah. So. Honestly, right? I'm I'm excited to to hear what he what he has to rap now, mm-hmm. um, because like you you're right. He has a kid that's like, I think in his twenties now, um, and I'm again I'm sure he's not the same person he was twenty years ago. So one hundred percent, I think I'm excited to hear what he's gonna rap about. I'm Honestly, even how- in interviews and 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 stuff, Tip is a lot more calm than I remember him sure. back in the day, and he's actually. He's he's been able to be goofy and shit like that out on red carpets and shit. Like I'll never forget. So yeah, they're on the red carpet, right? And oh, yeah. Ke- and Kevin Hart, somebody comes up to Kevin Hart and says, you know, oh somebody left one of the boy bands, and he's like, what? Oh my god, he left the band? He left the band? And he go tip, and of course Ti is like right behind him on the red carpet, right? And he's like, yo, what's up, Kev? He's like, yo, he left. He's like, he's kept, he said what? They said what's his name? Left the band? He said no, what's his name? And he was like, yeah, man, like oh lord, and Ti just <laughs> fell out acting all crazy. I was like, yeah. <laughs> T.I. would have never done that like yeah, 10 years right. ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, look, I don't mean to be messy, but before the gun charge, you would have never done that. Bruh, never. <laughs> so it's like, I love to see that the rappers are out. Like, you know, like look at Ross. Ross has been out here for a while, right? Ross be goofy than a motherfucker on Instagram and Twitter and shit, right? But we love it. He's one of the most it. unintentionally funny niggas ever. He, young, eating them damn pears? Bruh, come on. <laughs> But Ross would have never done that at the beginning of his career. You know what I'm saying? No, you're right. But, Hell no. But Ross's music, again, Ross is another one who's changed, where he still talks about the, the foolishness, right? But it's more about, you know, the artistic shit, getting this house here, doing this deal here, blah, blah, blah. So it's more on a, it's more of a hustler, grown man hustler. Like, again, his music has evolved. And his you know sound has is? evolved. You know what I think it is? Because mm. I, I think social media has opened up this uh, rappers being allowed to act goofy. Yes. Because And I'm curious as to who was the first one to do it because they really are a pioneer in a lot of ways. That's facts. Because, because dog, I'm telling you, from that to, I don't know if you ever seen Jim Jones do the little thing where he's outside, like, tapping his feet on the ground. <laughs> he's like, like, just like, it's fucking cold out here, man. Like, just doing like a little skit. <laughs> I haven't seen like, that. It, but it I can really imagine Cause Jim Jones is a fool. Yeah? <laughs> Jim Jones is a fool, dog. Actually, you so, know what? It might have been them niggas. Cause I remember them niggas being goofy as fuck back in the day. Yeah, you're right. Can, can, I like. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't pay attention to them like that. But I do remember specifically Jim Jones just being a goofy ass nigga most of the time. Oh yeah. So oh, I mean, yeah, maybe sure. it was. I mean, shit. I mean, I mean, you know, Red Man and Method Man though. They, you know, That's they were no, always, right, always acting wild. So maybe it was. You had to be that certain type back in the day to really be able to get away with it out in public. And then, but now it's like the more, the more of the. I guess you said the high class thugs from back in the day are able to like just relax and you know let loose and be whatever. Even though I gotta say this, Jay Z's always looked goofy doing anything athletic. Have you ever seen those those pictures of him? Yes, that's why he only walks around on stage. Like he don't do no extra nothing. My man nope. goes paces back and forth, stops. <laughs> you know what I'm dog, I seen a picture of him riding a bike, and dog, that nigga looked like he he was having such a hard time with keeping his balance. <laughs> Bro, I can imagine it. Although I will give Jay Z props for doing an entire two-hour set by himself on the stage and not having a whole gang of niggas with him. Maybe that's just something that died in the '90s. But I remember when I saw him in 2003, he didn't have no whole bunch of niggas on the stage unless they were on the songs featured. Okay, that's pretty tight. So I've, that's that's lie. that's definitely one thing that I've noticed, and I've only I've only noticed lie, that with rappers a few times where they just buy themselves dolo on stage. You know, I feel like typically uh, if you're like at a concert of some sort, um, and, uh, you're like, um, like at a fucking arena or something, mm-hmm. you know, you'll probably just have the, the rapper out with like, you know, background dancers if they're if that's the case. Yeah. But I, I feel like whenever it's a bunch of niggas with them is I feel like is when it's at, like at a club. 
You know what I mean? Or like sure. in a smaller venue. Yeah. Typically, I feel like, because, you know, at that point, you know, if you're at an arena, the reason to have a bunch of niggas with you is to, in case anybody wants to try you, they don't have a, you know what I mean? Because, you know, and you don't really have to, you don't really run that risk performing at the Horizon Center, you know what I mean? But Thanks. but if you're performing at a goddamn Love Nightclub back in the day, you know what I mean? You might, like, you probably might have to, you know, cross or cross the path for some 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 nigga that's gonna try to do something to you. Yeah. So you know what I mean. I feel like in that regard, for sure, you better show up thirty deep. For sure. But if you're performing at the fucking Verizon Center, if you're performing at the at the uh, at the Madison Square Garden, I don't think there's you know I don't know. Then again, I don't know. Yeah. All right, real quick before we get into the last joint, because it's gonna the last joint is gonna be a little thicker than this one. But have you heard this shit that Orlando Brown did? He said about Bow Wow. <sighs> In the in that interview and how like I mean you th- this man is very very spastic in videos now I, I mean in, in interviews now like this yes. man he's he's not it's not just weed it's not just Fuck coke no. like he's definitely on some harder ass shit I uh, I mean maybe but I don't know that seems like it's a little harder like you know no you're right you're right you're right shit, he it, could it, be it, all it, meth that's, that's prominent out there in the south look to be honest it, you know I've known people who definitely who you know fucked with coke and shit and you're right I don't think this is coke I think mm-hmm. you're I, th- I don't know people who've done meth but when I think about uh just methy activities or even cracky activities I mean, yeah. no, probably more so meth, like speed, kind of. Only reason I can like I can talk said, about meth is because of Breaking Bad. Like I I know what I've yeah. seen on that joint, and it seems more like that because I know people who do coke too, and I I've never seen anybody act like that. No, that's a fact. That's a fact, dog. And again, uh, did you already say what he said? <laughs> no, I didn't say I didn't say at all. Like what he said, yeah, I just said his comments. But, okay, but he basically right. said uh, they start talking about. Uh, he like 106 in park and he was like yeah yep. when bow wow was on it and he was like that's when it was still good and he was like well bow wow got some good pussy and i was just like what what now people like i heard like what was it charlemagne was saying now we don't know if he was trying to context you know he's just saying bow wow has some good pussy with him because he yeah, was surrounded by bitches or if he was talking about bow wow actually having said vagina uh or you know a, 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 apparently what, what what's the word allegedly <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> apparently. So, but I mean, like we've all, we've known that Orlando Brown is just like he's not really here with us anymore on that level. Yeah. So you, you know what's you know what's crazy about this whole thing, right? So I recently just watched uh, um, an interview of his. Um, he did an interview with No Jumper, and um, this is maybe at the most like a month and a half, two months ago. Mm-hmm. So this was not that long ago at all. And um, he was pretty normal about everything, dog. Like, I I don't understand. I really thought that he had, you know, figured out whatever he was going through and he was doing good. Mm. Because in the interview, uh, Adam asked him, like, yo, you know, are you clean? Like, how's everything going? And every answer he gave, like, to the point where people in the comment section would be like, I'm glad that Orlando seems to be back on track or, you know what I mean? That kind of shit. That kind of sentiment. But uh, ultimately, it seems like that wasn't the case, dog, because... This nigga just said that Bow Wow got some good pussy. Oh, and not only that, but I think he doubled down on it because I think Bow Wow reacted to him mm-hmm. and he came back and was like, uh, oh, you know, I'm sorry, uh, you know, da da da, but Bow Wow got some good pussy. What? So he pretty, much, he pretty much was acting like he was about to be remorseful for it, but then went back to saying it again. Wow. So, Didn't know that part. But um, yeah. So yeah, Orlando, I think Orlando's just lost. Yeah, honestly, I hate to say, it, man. I think I think it's a lost cause at this point. I yeah. think, you know what I mean. I, I I really don't know how he's even able to stay afloat. I don't know how he makes money. To be honest, I don't either. Apparently, he's supposed to be a rapper now, and I don't know. I think he was supposed to be doing. I don't know if he's actually acting in anything or if he's like trying to like film or something. I I saw something about him not too long ago and I know he's supposed to be trying to be a rapper. But other than that, I don't know how he makes money cuz they definitely didn't bring his ass back for that new Raven uh car uh, TV oh, show. That's a Raven. Yeah, nah, and they definitely didn't bring him back for the Proud Family jump. Like they didn't even give him a voice to get the character. They had, they saw the I I saw the first episode and they were like, "Well, where's the homeboy?" Right, that was his character. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. man was in the back of a car and his family moved the fuck away. There was no Get words, nothing. They didn't even know he left. That was I was like, "Yo, y'all did that nigga dirty." 
Yo, they were like, we're going to spend all but two seconds referring to him, and they're never going to mention him again. Never, ever again. So, I mean, you know, he, he it, and you know, Disney Channel will scrub your ass. Oh, yeah, dog. And again, Disney Channel does not play about their image. That's the one thing they don't play. Although, you see, Johnny Depp got his shit back after the Amber Heard trial. They were they, he might, they kicked him out of might, Pirates, and they was like, oh, come on back. <laughs> he might be the only one, and he got the upper end, because I think he got... Like three hundred something million for it. He didn't have to come back because they nope. they kicked him out prematurely. Like you don't you didn't you didn't get the actual like you know uh, you didn't go through the whole court trial shit before y'all kicked him the fuck out. Y'all mm-hmm. just kicked him the fuck out on some alleged shit. And now this motherfucker's like, well, if y'all want me to come back, y'all got to show me the money. Jerry Maguire, oh, me yeah. baby, Jerry Maguire, me. Duh, and the boy did he get Jerry Maguire? That motherfucker got over three hundred million dollars, dog. Over three hundred million dollars, hey, and that hey. was that petty three hundred million. Hey, hey, that was that. The mouse got it. You damn right. The mouse got it. Fuck it. <laughs> the, now he got it. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. The damn Mickey got it in that motherfucking gigantic castle somewhere. <laughs> I know his bitch ass dude. Yup. And he probably came and hand delivered it to him, bro. All you had to. Salty- all they had to do was release three Marvel movies, and they got him. <laughs> they got him. You know what I'm Not even three, dog. All they got to do is release a director's cut of the Avengers, dog. <laughs> no more. That's all they got to do. Man, yo. Oh, my God. But for real, good luck to Johnny Depp. But, yo, I want you to yeah. explain this whole thing because I think the whole thing sounds foolish. From what I remember of okay. it, the Ross versus Gilly the Kid. Now, Gilly the Kid oh, is the my. podcaster, right? Yes. He's well, he, ex-rapper too. Ex-rapper. Okay. Well, now he's a podcaster. So yeah. <laughs> it's like Joe Button. Joe Button used to be a rapper, but now the niggas a podcaster. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> right. So Gilly the Kid, the podcaster, we'll give him. Okay, ex-rapper, uh, ex-rapper is yeah. apparently going back and forth with Ross, and I can't explicitly really remember the reason why. And I remember we talked about this not too long ago. I don't remember if it was on the show or off the show. But please mm-hmm. refresh me on what the fuck is going on with this situation and how it's gotten worse. <laughs> Okay, so as you guys know, man, it's going to be revolved around a whole bunch of bullshit, if we're being honest here. But essentially, um, what's going on is that Rick Ross commented on a post. I want to say a rapper, somebody famous, posted a clip of Gilly and Waddle's uh, podcast, Million Dollars Worth of Game. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, for those that don't know, it's one of the bigger, most popular uh, hip hop based uh, podcast. I would say I would yep. say it's definitely top five hip hop centric podcast. Out so shout out to both uh, Gilly and Waddle for sure. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you know they be talking this shit on there, and and I think somebody reposted a clip of something that Gilly was saying, and under that clip, Rick Ross commented. I forgot exactly what he said, but he said some slick shit. Hmm. He said some slick shit about Gilly. And I think he called him out his name. He might have called him a bitch-ass nigga or something. But he pretty much was talking shit about him first. That's mm-hmm. what set it off in the beginning. Okay. Right? Makes sense. And and then, again, uh, I think... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Gilly pretty much started talking shit on, 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 through, through the comments and shit like that. Um, and pretty much it's just kind of been this back and forth. After that, Rick Ross filmed himself saying that uh he spends more money because i think he was making fun of his cows or something it was like he spends more money on his cows than he does on his wife damn or something like that and then gilly was like you know what you probably right because i didn't buy my wife that bitch lo- or she loves me damn not like, not like. he was like not unlike you mr put a molly all in the drink and she don't even know it oh brought so it he, back oh lord it's, it's it's getting petty and you know honestly if Rick Ross was the one who started all this shit, hey, all's fair in love, man. All's fair in love, hey, more, as they I'm, say. Hey, I mean, don't, so, don't throw stones if you live in a glass house, Nick. Uh, hey, look, man. And again, Rick Ross has a couple glass walls in his house, if we're being real, because one of his major things is the whole him being an a ex-CO uh, uh, before he became a rapper and him now rapping about being this kingpin type shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's that's one of the main things a lot of people have brought up against Rick Ross. And another thing is the whole, you know, not even borderline rapey, but very rapey line on the You Ain't You Know It song, which was not even 10 years old now. Maybe like six or Yeah, it's five definitely or not 10 years old yet. Yeah, and again, um, you know, hey, that's something, I guess, for a different discussion, a different day right there. But mm-hmm. again, nonetheless, 
he's known for that as well. So that's something that Gilly brought up in the conversation to obviously keep it petty because, again, he mentioned he brought up his family. He was like, oh, you know, I spend more on my cows than you do on your wife and kids. So it's kind of like, I don't know. At that point, you kind of you kind of just crossing certain lines. There yeah, where, we all know. Don't yeah. mess with wives and kids and stuff. You know? Exactly. So, you know what I mean? Um, it's just it's just a getting a little nasty back and forth. Um, part of me has thought, is this just for publicity? It could be. Could, could be. be. Could be. Um, but if it isn't, you know, I hope it doesn't end in any kind of violence. I hope that if it does end in some kind of violence, that is strictly the fist of cuffs. You know what I mean? It ain't no fucking guns involved. I hope motherfuckers just box it out, fight it out, thug it out, however you got to do it. But hopefully nobody gets seriously hurt by all of this ignorance really just kind of going on. Because it really is just a bunch of ignorance. I mean, that's usually what where it all stems from. So, you know. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. All right, sir. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode today. Uh, did you have any quick words of wisdom before we get up out of here today? Because I don't have any suggestions and I kind of got to dip. <laughs> all right. Gotcha. Um, real quick, I don't got any too many words of wisdom right now, um, but I do have a suggestion, and it's actually a video game. I'm gonna say it's a video game okay. now. Uh, for those of y'all that have Xbox and/or PlayStation, I believe it's on either PS4, Xbox One, or the new gen uh, consoles. Get uh, and, and also I think it's for um, for the Switch as well. Get the new um, uh, House of the Dead remake. For those of y'all that remember the House of the Dead game and Dave and Buster's back in the day, uh, I don't know if you remember that at all. I remember that jump. But it was pretty much like the, you know, you shoot at the joint and you try, you know, it was like you, it was kind of like Time Crisis where you shot the screen or whatever. Yeah. And it's pretty much a remake version of that for the console. It's pretty fun. It's a good little arcade, like, you know, type of joint feel. And I love playing that shit. I just love nostalgic feeling shit. You know what I mean? That's oh, hell yeah. So, so definitely. For those of y'all that went to, you know, Dave and Buster's back in the day, or any arcade for real, for real, for that matter, mm-hmm. and uh, and just want to have a good, good old uh, nostalgic little experience, uh, go ahead and check out uh, House of the Dead remake. Um, and I, again, I believe you, they might have physical copies, but if anything, it's in the Microsoft store, and I'm sure it's on the PlayStation store. So check that out. Oh yeah. All right. Well, on that note, you know where you can find us for your listening pleasure. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast. And yes, it is all spelled out. So contact us uh, on one of those two, really, if you want to... uh, if you want us to uh, read something or shout out something or to listen to something for the 200th episode, remember there's yes, five, sir, please. There's, there's four episodes left after this episode. Uh, yeah, let us know. And also go to uh, facebook.com and search out hip hop heads podcast and you can find us there. Um, and I guess I, I don't even nigga. Yeah. Be good. And if you can't be good, be the best you can be. God damn it. And if you can't do that, <laughs> Uh, man, um, make your mama proud and, uh, man, let's get the fuck out of here. Cooper gotta go. All right, y'all. We'll holler at y'all later. We love you. (laughs) Peace. Peace. (laughs)